0: Hello, hello and ho, and welcome to another episode of The Cheap Seats. This is your Premier League uh, podcast show out of South Africa. We talk all things Premier League. We also um, talk all things Spurs now because they're (laughs) on top of the table and they're looking to go five points clear on Friday. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about Chelsea's little turning of the corner. Is it a corner turning uh, or is it just a situation where um the longest they...
1: corner in the world. <laughs>
0: but we haven't left you. We're going to be talking about Manchester United as well because oh, getting loud every... before
2: the derby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. So remember, uh, the show is sponsored by Classic Shirts ZA. So please go to uh, Instagram and check them out at Classic Shirts ZA and uh, follow them. Also, go to their website at Classic Shirts ZA. I haven't actually changed the the, the kit of the week for a very long time it's still the Manchester City kid which is problematic but hey you can go there and have (laughs) a a quick squeeze I promise next week I will change it but yeah if you want to be a City fan please go through I think it's apt for this weekend because it's a Manchester derby and Erling Haaland might be wanting to fill his socks uh with a lot of goals so you might want to do that because supposedly tomorrow is um Black Friday so have added what you will Um, And, yeah, please go to Classic Shirts ZA for more deals on that. So, this weekend is the weekend after the international break. Everyone took a break. Uh, Guys ran marathons in the international break because that's what cool kids do, Dean and Wahid. Here's the first one. I never thought I'd ever put these words
2: together. Uh, Eat it. Eat it.
1: (laughs) So, I just want to ask one question. Dean, are you winning the league in March or April? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and are you doing a? Are you not going to open up a bottling plant next to ours in North London?
1: It'll be so <sighs> funny if Spurs win the league and Hurricane has left, and Bayern Munich comes second. That would honestly be the funniest thing of all time.
2: It'll be the greatest, greatest possible achievement for us just alone.
3: But it would just be hilarious. Football Twitter, I think, would we'll go mad. <laughs> This sounds like bad. hating. Sounds like <laughs> hating. Um, I hope the spirit of Harry Kane ensures that you don't win the league. Um, <laughs> not without him. He'll come back for the last game of the season. Yeah, Yo, You'll do a yeah, full John, John Terry.
1: Full, full John Terry. Full kit, number and all. <laughs> <He'll> <laughs> Madison of his number just for the last game.
0: <laughs> but Dean, in all seriousness, when you got Ange past the Coglu, did you think... Nine games in, you'd be two points clear with an opportunity to go five points clear before everybody else plays because we know Roy Hodgson is Roy Hodgsoning there at Crystal Palace.
2: No, I mean, Spurs fans weren't expecting it. I think the rest of the football world wasn't expecting it. There were people saying that without Harry Kane, we're probably not even going to finish in the top half. You called us YouTube FC, so. We still are. but youtube (laughs) fc delivers and look at the end of the day Ange is a good coach and i think he's sort of proven that now over the last nine games there's still a lot to prove there's a lot of games obviously to play until the end of the season but to be honest we're just playing really good football and that's all spurs fans really wanted to see coming out of that deep dark mourinho and conte age where it was just kind of play with a back five, maybe try and defend, hit them on the counter attack, and then kind of go from there for now. Everyone is excited to watch us play. Everyone sort of even neutrals are it's exciting football. So the results are kind of speaking for themselves. We've had tough games. So we've come through them, you know, the likes of Arsenal, Liverpool, I wouldn't really count United there, but tough games there. We've shown resilience against like Sheffield United with a late win. Um, so there's a lot of good signs coming out of the Spurs team. Uh, I think Crystal Palace this weekend at Salos Park, quite a tricky fixture, like historically. But again, Crystal Palace aren't really performing that well. So they're without Eze and Olise and those kind of guys. So you would expect Spurs to kind of go there and win. But I'm trying to take it one game at a time. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. It's nine games in, we're ahead. But to be honest, it doesn't really good mean approach. anything. Good Doesn't approach. mean anything. And isn't that the same are... approach we took last year? Yeah, but you guys were ahead in like December. It's not even it's not even festive period yet. <laughs> Did you
1: guys wait <laughs> like May?
2: Hey. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um Cyrus, is this fairy tale gonna end?
3: All fairy tales end. The thing is we have a happy ending, and it really depends as to who the happiness is at the end of the day. Um I, I, I do think that Spurs are playing some of the best football they've played in a very long time. Um, they are playing with a confidence we haven't seen from this team in the past. Mm. And I think all of that has to do with the fact that it's all rarefied air. This is new. I mean, yes, they came close when when Poch was there and things were really, really tight and tense and all of that stuff. But nobody's expecting them to do anything, really, right, including Spurs fans. So everything you get now is literally icing. Um, I don't think that Spurs are going to win the league. But I do think that Spurs will push whoever the, the eventual league winners will be all the way. Um, and that's, that's how I see it. The thing for me is when it comes down to it, and we, we mentioned this in, in jokes about Harry Kane you know, being a, a full kit knobber, but the reality is they don't have a game-breaker um, in those really, really tense situations like a Harry Kane was. Um, I don't think Jung-Min Son is that guy. I think he plays really well. I think Madison is a real breath of fresh air. But we all kind of expected him to be really good at Spurs. They just need to find another solid strike uh, striker up front. And And January, if they can keep this form up till January and bring somebody in... You know then it could really unlock everything and that's that somebody could be uh an ivan tony i mean everybody's saying chelsea arsenal but you know what about spurs if if spurs are up there so you know i think that's the key thing here is do they have another game breaker can they unlock somebody is there another the youtube thing, star that no, I, I think Liri's i think the buy? biggest
1: thing that I think the biggest thing that we need to talk about with Spurs is that we probably all wrote that midfield off too quickly, and that's been that's I think as good as as good as Madison has been, as good as Son has been, it's it's that it's that midfield engine that's getting them going. It's it's Sa and Basuma doing absolute bits in their midfield and I don't think anybody expected that and I think that's probably where they've where they've turned this where, where, where they've well I wouldn't say turned a corner because it were, like they were pretty much starting from scratch but it's unbelievable how well they're playing and I remember when we played against them I was like oh San Basuma and uh, next thing they were bossing up look it's not hard to boss our midfield it's really not hard to boss our midfield but like they really did <laughs> boss our midfield and that's probably wow. the time that's probably the time I, I like I really took notice of it and I was like, well, wow, these two, these two are really like good players. So Basuma's probably just used really badly um mm. in the last in the last twelve months. But now that he's been used correctly, I mean he's a phenomenal, phenomenal football player.
2: Mm. Yeah, and yeah. that's there's, a, there's before... a lot of sorry, before we so yeah, we've got Sa and Basuma, but we've still got Bentancur that's gonna come back in the next mm. two weeks, three weeks from injury. So it adds depth there. Hoyberg had to play uh, on Monday night versus Fulham because mm. Basuma was injured and he played really well he's a very different player to Basuma. Yep. he's not that sort of driving player but in a game where it's a little bit more open space in the midfield where you're not under so much pressure he actually does well and can kind of string those passes around so I agree with what we're saying the, the midfield has really been where we've seen a lot of sort of changes come about but I think defensively as well like we can't discount Mickey van der Ven Destiny and Pedro Parra kind of just they really have stepped up the game, and
3: Vicario. And that—that that was the point. That was actually the—the the one key thing here is Vicario has actually helped change everything. That solidity at the back better really than than is better than than uh, Sanchez. Sanchez, right There's something in the water there in Spain, um, but but it all starts with getting a, a good quality goalkeeper. Um, Yes, we might not have heard of him beforehand, but he's certainly showing us who he is now. He's made some insane saves and I agree with you. He's from the back. He's playing out. He's playing with a lot of confidence.
2: The saves he's making are things that Lloris would have let in. And all of that just builds your confidence. And yeah, that's why I'm excited. Again, Spurs are two or three injuries away from this falling apart. And yeah. Or, or, or January- December.
0: Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 before we oh, before also, we close this yeah, out, right? There, no, there, there's there, another... there is
1: one thing. There's one thing that I worry about with Spurs, and that's Pedro Porro's defensive ability. He's a very oh. good footballer and he's a very good attacking player, but. If, if you're playing against a side where Pedro Parra has to put in a shift defensively, I'm not sure he's going to hold his own um, for extended periods of time. He's not the best defender and he doesn't have a good defensive IQ. And similar for Destiny, Destiny is not, not, not to the same extent as Pedro, but they're both very attacking fullbacks. And I wonder how they'll do when when they have to put in a proper shift defensively.
0: But they managed to get to Liverpool. They managed to get through Arsenal.
2: Um it's the, the, in, the those games, one. We'll play, in those games we'll play emerson on at right back where because he's a little bit more look he's not fantastic but he's more defensively sound and destiny yeah, I mean, there's Thursday. ben davies he's not uh, but he's a little oh, bit more God. solid on the on the left but oh, it doesn't davies. suit it doesn't suit pep uh, pep it doesn't suit Ange's way of playing so he's still going to go out on the attack he's going to try and press <laughs> with pedro and um and destiny but He's played Emerson. He played Emerson around the first game of the season against Brentford. So there is at least some sort of backup options that he can draw on. But yeah, January. January's key. 100%. Does this force Daniel Levy
0: to to buy in January if you guys are even top three?
2: I think it does. And from a striker perspective, we, we're kind of craving. You know, there's that hurricane, like what Sarah said, hurricane position. Ollie, we don't Ollie have that. Ollie Watkins. I would 100% go for Ollie Watkins. I think he suits. The They're not going sell him. offers. But yeah. he won't exactly. And the the price has been quoted for Ivan Tony, is 65 million, which I don't think is like sort of out of reach um, mm. for for Spurs to kind of go for. So it's obviously being linked to every single club in London. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. But there is a striker, to your point, Mbo. Uh, at Feyenoord, <laughs> called Santiago Jiménez. Yeah, he's, he's played well. Last night, he scored last <laughs> night. <laughs> he's he's really good. Look, that's that's who we tout him, apparently. So. I, I There's th- a
1: striker in Manchester called Martial, bro. <laughs> next, next big thing, bro. Watch him on YouTube. Watch his first goal for for the club in red, and stop watching after that. But next big thing, Anthony Martial. Go for him.
2: I think I'll take Rasmus's younger brother at FC Copenhagen before I take <laughs> Martial. Why not Rashford? I don't want uh, we we'll have that discussion
1: later.
3: So yeah. He's not a striker. <laughs> he's not a
1: striker. No. Okay. Sometimes I wonder if he's a footballer. You know,
3: you do know that it's Calvin uh, not Calvin Phillips. Um uh Calvin uh, Please, Kelvin not Learn. Yeah, no. That's who it is. It spurs have a history with players with dodgy oh. hamstrings. And uh, do that's that, the thing. So no more, there's no more there's no more.
2: There's no more history. Ange is changing this whole club. We've got no more Spurs. But Dominic Calvert-Lewin don't even know about Spursiness. But you've got Brennan Johnson. Where's he? What's he doing? He was injured, so he's he's coming back. He played 20 minutes on Monday, so I reckon we're going to play Brennan Johnson on the left, Sun through the middle, Kuliszewski on the right, Richarlison as sort of backup for either way, and then.
1: Let me just tell you, (laughs) all what I'm what what I'm what I'm waiting for from Ange is I'm waiting for him to do an Eddie Jones. He's going to like build it up and then absolutely fall apart. Shout at the media, shout at all sorts oh of people. Man. Just be a typical Aussie about it. I'm just waiting for him to do an Eddie nah, Jones. Eddie Jones, at the, start of a, at the start of a <laughs> World Cup cycle, Eddie Jones is brilliant. Three years in, it all falls apart. I'm waiting for Ange to do an Eddie Jones.
2: Everyone loves Ange. Every single, every single supporter loves Ange. You can't hate Ange. It's as simple as that.
0: Well, Dean, the question is, how long will you last on that tree? Last season, were they were telling us that elephants are sitting on top of trees and they have to come down. Eventually, they did. The question is, how long will Spurs last? Um, yeah, look, this weekend, Crystal Palace will be fine. But you play a team straight off that on the 6th of November who seemingly this weekend showed some grits and they were turning the corner. We'll talk about the other team as well. But I don't want to. I don't want to quote Bob Marley. But it seems like there's a little <laughs> bit of redemption happening at at, at, at Bridge this past weekend. Cole Palmer's coming into his own. The, the injuries are now looking good. Uh, Rhys James stops fighting with referees. Um, yeah, Cyrus, how are you feeling? Is this a turning of the corner or is it just that we play well against big teams or teams from london
3: i think that they put a lot of effort into those big games you look at the liverpool game to start the season and chelsea looked like a really really solid side um and then after that things started to waver a bit i do think that there's a lot of there's clearly a lot of 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 um time being taken to try and learn um philosophy, and you're seeing that happening slowly but surely, and then integrating certain guys. I mean, you still have, the, on the odd occasion, um, Caicedo trying to implode, um, but it is what it is. I, I do think, though, that when you look at that that game against Arsenal, there's some very telling things that happened within that uh, particular match. The first one was Chelsea didn't bow their heads at any point. They also didn't concede early, which is you know what I'd expected might happen against Arsenal. Um, the other thing being, we haven't sorted out our goalkeeper issues and that's been a problem right from the beginning signing sanchez was supposed to be a stopgap um and right now it looks more and more like a stopgap solution he is horrendous with his the ball at his feet especially from a decision-making perspective he didn't have to go for that ball there was a player right there but um you know it is what it is and that will get sorted what i do think we are seeing from a positive perspective is that you're starting to see a um an unleashing of some of the the attacking talent so like a Cole Palmer really it it was somewhat questionable signing though Mm. he had all the attributes of what you'd expect from um a young player who's got a lot of talent Looking to to burst onto the big stage, and he's he's not been overawed by any stretch, and that's also because he's come out of that Man City system where if you make that first team, you are playing with superstars in that squad. So to make it into that first team, you've got to be uber talented, and and you you can't be scared, and that's exactly um what what Pep guardiola trains into his young players so you look at the likes of lewis you look at the likes of foden and now cole palmer he looks like the kind of guy who can do some bits the the, the obvious <laughs> you, know? you know let's 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 be kind to J- Jaden sancho he looked great in germany
2: yeah
0: yes um <laughs> uh, yeah so Cole Palmer's become like the most incredible find that you guys have, have had this season. And understand you guys spend so much money on everyone else. But Cole Palmer is seemingly the guy that actually gives you that attacking threat that you had. Well, he when you look at this Chelsea side, right, obviously they've made a lot of these changes. They're looking to 2030 because they want these guys to grow with them. Does it look like it's a corner turned, Or is it a situation, like Cyrus says, where like, they just live for big games?
1: So, here, here's the thing with Chelsea, and uh, I hate to bring it back to Man United, but but I, I am going to, um, is that when United are losing or even winning sneakily, I think the underlying stats are really, really bad. Mm. Um, the pressing stats, the, the shots, the sprints, the movement off the ball, the XG, the XG concede, all of that's really bad. And at the start of the season, I looked at this Chelsea team losing and losing and losing and losing, but I looked at the underlying stats and I just thought... Well, the underlying stats actually aren't that bad. So I was not expecting that. Chel- like, I don't think you can be that bad. You, you I, I don't think results can be that bad for that long when the underlying stats are good. And Chelsea stats were really good at the start of the season. And I, oh. I, I just thought it needed a little bit of time to click. And I'm not sure if that click has happened or if it's in the process of clicking. But I always expected it to come is a really good manager, and he has a very clear vision of how he wants to play football. And he is able to translate that to his squad quite well. Whether we see that at other clubs who are, is, a question, uh, is a question at the moment. We'll come to that just now. But the, but that that's the thing with Chelsea, is that I didn't expect that rush to last forever. So have they turned a corner? I, I would think maybe they... It, either have turned the corner or in the process of turning the corner i just never expected those bad results to to last yes there are some players who I'm, I, I question the the fees paid for them but they may also still come good we've seen players when poch was in charge of uh, spurs who started badly and then came good so we look at Caicedo and a british record transfer and yeah he does not look like a british record transfer player uh, at the moment but I'm not saying that he won't look like a British record transfer in, in a season or you know even even in half a season during the current course the course of this season. You also need to remember everything that went on with the extreme drama of the Caicedo transfer. He couldn't mm. have been in the in the right frame of mind at the start of that at the start of the mm. season. So is this a team turning the corner? I think so. And uh, I do think Chelsea are going to be up in up, up in the top four or five, five qualify for the Champions League this season by the end of the season.
0: Wow. That's a massive vote of confidence from a competitor, but in you know, game recognizes game. And I'm gonna go to you, hey. Dean. Is it the same thing? Um, obviously, your rebuild is a it's like the flash. Also, stuff. can I just pause
1: yeah. there? Mudric is a hell of a player. I, <laughs> I, I, I know, I know, I know we've laughed at him previously and laughed at the transfer, yes. I, I, but. I I I've been watching him this season, and as much as people have laughed at him, if you watch him mm-hmm. closely, there's a footballer he's... there, and I think yeah. that he will. I think that in in seasons to come, he will be like a dominant force in English football. I I really do think that.
0: Yeah, he's he's gonna be an FPL must-have um, in the next come for a couple of years because yeah, he's the one guy. I'm like, oh, I know we have Trossard, but oh man, Mikhailo.
3: um, <laughs> No, but like I've like you know what I'll say something. Mudrik would be great at Arsenal,
0: but he's not because no. you know a you lot of players that
1: teams a lot of te- a lot of players at teams like Chelsea and Man United would be good at other clubs. Like you look at you look at some of the players at Chelsea when they were struggling and you'd be like, he'd be really good elsewhere. Hey, and it's well, not he... it's not it's not it's not necessarily the player, but it's the, the system that they're playing the in and a broken yeah. broken broken systems a lot of the time. So Chelsea uh, are changing their so broken is system. This
3: Jaden Sancho.
0: I'd take Jaden, Jaden. Sancho at Arsenal. I'd L- take Jadon Sancho. Sancho. Lots of
1: players. <laughs> <laughs> Jaden, 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 yeah. Jaden Sancho. I look I look at Anthony Ilanga and uh, the way he's playing for Nottingham Forest. And oh, honestly, man. if he wasn't a Man United X boy, like, honestly, I reckon the club would be willing to pay £60 million for this player.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> that is truly true. Let's go to the other side of the coin. Um, this week, we saw a Manchester United team that, obviously coming out of the news of, of the passing of Bobby Charlton, that kind of looked like they were, they were getting it going. And then in the, in the Champions League in the midweek, you watch them and you're like, they just gave away a penalty with like the last kick of the game. And then comes in Andre Onana in the same game that Harry Maguire scored to kind of give Manchester United their first win uh, in the Champions League. And I'm sitting there going, maybe it's like, the I remember when Queen Elizabeth passed away last year, Arsenal kind of went on a run and they ran away from playing Manchester City and it kind of worked. But I don't want to use that, but Dean... Looking at the site, because I know what he's gonna go into like essays of, of, of Sancho and Rashford and, and everyone else. Is this a sign that maybe ETH's project is working?
3: absolutely not
2: <laughs> i don't think i don't think there's so, I don't even no, think no 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 I, I gotta jump in here so what you're saying is
3: you have to basically kill bobby charlton every weekend in order for ETH's yeah. plan to work because th- th- that seems to have been the, the catalyst and the fire underneath them can i, I stop you there can that. i
1: stop you there eth's plan to work what fucking plan? What is the plan? <laughs> what <laughs>
0: plan? Like,
1: what plan, plan? is to get
0: Harry Maguire and Andre and Nana loved by the fans again. And then after that, you'll
2: see it work.
3: Sell them. <laughs> Look, I think from a...
2: United fans are in that sort of delirium at the moment where it's almost like they, they're waiting for something bad to happen every game. Like, even in the Sheffield game, conceded, it mm. was like, oh, here we go again. Like, it's kind of... It's not even just... It's not hopeful at the moment, even. It's just like waiting for something bad to happen. And if we get a result, wow, that's fantastic. Like, even that Copenhagen game in, in the Champions League, it was like, I don't think anyone was surprised that they conceded a late penalty. Like, it was kind of like, oh, well, yeah, we go again. It's just what happens. But to it's a his point... Man United points,
1: being Man United, yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, there's just... I watched that Champions League game and there is just no plan. There is no structure. It is kind of just lump it up, hope, Rashford maybe beats a man, Hope maybe Rasmus pulls a run. Yeah, and like, fine, I know Casemiro was was gone, but, you know, again, that midfield, just nowhere. I mean, the best thing to come out of Manchester at the moment is the Beckham documentary on Netflix. So, like... Great documentary. (laughs) Great documentary. I
1: I had tears in my eyes in episode two when we won the Champions League.
2: (laughs) But that is honestly the best thing that's happened to Manchester United in the last, I don't know, two, three months. So, it, it's it's complete disarray and united are you know with this the city game coming up this this weekend it's Imagine it's we gonna did. be it's gonna no, be you will like you, i'm sitting it going it's, it's not <laughs> it's not impossible that they go to the etihad and they they put two past and everything yeah back and onana has like another game and, and of his life a worldie, yeah and after that they got fulham luton like everton and kind of going around like you that's not impossible for United, but at the same time, they could go there and lose six 0 and either result could be is expected guys, from United. But what fans.
1: what what you expect from United is like is like a one 0 defensive masterclass over City, and then to lose to Luton is really that's that's <laughs> our DNA. Really, it is.
0: Yes, and Ross Townsend coming in putting goals past you, yeah, it makes sense. But and it's Ross been an Townsend. interesting time for you, Wahid. <laughs> it's been an interesting time for you because. It feels as though you guys are living off of, like, the guys who actually shouldn't be at the club. You know, Scott McTominay, you you know, Harry Maguire. I don't know how you ended up with Andrea Onana, but you did. And now it's seemingly working out. And the guys are having lunch with David De Gea on some, hmm? <laughs> like, what type of mutiny are you guys trying to start? Um, and... But when you look at a team like Spurs, right, and you look at the performance that Chelsea put up with those underlying stats that you've sp- spoken about, ETH has had like a 12 month or, yeah, 12 month head start to all of these coaches. And outside of Chelsea, Daniel Levy's not necessarily pushing that football project, they're buying players off of YouTube. Um, how do you reconcile ETH with an ange? doing really well we'll leave Pochettino out but like an Ange in like four months you know giving Spurs what they are with a much with a lesser squad than what you have
1: that's so I don't I can't reconcile it because United players aren't as bad as the forget the results forget mm-hmm. results but United's players in the squad aren't as bad as the performance level will have you believe they are United's players in that squad should be performing to a higher level than they are. It's an eyesore. It reminds me of the of the second season under Louis Van Gaal. It is so boring, and there's there just seems to be absolutely no plan. So, how do I reconcile Ange doing it in four months and uh, Erik ten Hag struggling after a year and four months? I don't. I I, I can't. And 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 Erik ten Hag, based on a few things he's done, has like got this this almost cultish following where he's seen as completely infallible in the eyes of a lot of United fans. And I I just think that when you sit back and look at what's being produced on the field and and is it to an acceptable level, considering number one, the time he's had in the job and number two, the resources at his disposal, he has spent a truckload of money to get that squad to his uh, preference. This is no longer... Uh, Jose Mourinho squad. This is no longer uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer squad. Let's call a spade a spade. The football under Ole was more enjoyable than the football under Hag. It It was. We played better mm-hmm. football. We scored more goals under Ole. And is is this is this what we wanted from a from from a boss who was brought in to coach players? This was not a, a a person brought in to oversee the footballing operations. This wasn't a, a Jose Mourinho. This wasn't a Sir Alex Ferguson. This wasn't a a uh, Arsene Wenger. This wasn't a boss. This was a coach. We brought mm. in a coach, and he's not he's not getting the players to a level where they should be expected. He's not coaching those players to be much better than they are. There are exceptions here and there. Like Rashford had a stellar season last season and you thought maybe it was the coaching. But you look at a player like Bruno Fernandes playing for Portugal and Bruno Fernandes playing for Man United. Bruno Fernandes keeps being shoved around the park. He's He is the diamond in, in Man United at the moment and he just needs to be put in his position and say, Bruno, pull the strings. And that's not happening at the moment. He keeps being pushed around the squad, uh, around the park to, to accommodate, uh, let's call it, Eriksen Hog favorites in the team. And, and, and it's not conducive. It's not conducive to... Who to, are
0: to the favourites?
1: Anthony. Anthony Get should not up. be smelling the starting 11 at the moment based on his form and based on his ability. He's not a good footballer. And based He's a one-trick pony who's not that good at his trick. And honestly, he, would, he wouldn't he would be out of place at Everton.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah. But then is, is Ten Hag just Eredivisie level? Like, that is his level.
1: Well, again I do not I d I don't I don't know and I don't want to draw a conclusion on that, but at the moment I'm very frustrated with Ericton Hague.
2: Because I extended a coach.
1: You you 17th. So yes, you, I, I you, you look at it and, and not all coaches to come out of that Eredivisie always do well in, in the Premier League. I mean, look look at look yeah. at the previous one that came out and lost all these games at Crystal Palace and got fired. So it, you you there, there there is an argument to be had that maybe Ericton Hag was just as good as the players at his disposal last season, coming to third and and win the Carabao Cup, it it might not have been all Ericsson Hog, I don't think a lot of play uh, a lot a lot of a lot of supporters are seeing that at the moment. Uh, that this this is just not the level the team should be performing to.
3: So I, I'd like to I'm I want to cover I want
1: to I want to cover yet this okay and say that it is difficult for any boss to operate under the ownership structure at the moment. Not only the ownership structure, but the flux in ownership structure. Nobody knows what's happening. It's been a very, it's almost a year uh, down the process and there's no clarity mm. on the situation. It looks like it's going to be Sir Jim Radcliffe to oversee football operations at the club. But again, it's not a conducive situation for, um, uh, for a football manager. So yes, I want to cover everything I've just said by saying that this is not a conducive situation.
3: I've,
0: I've got a question around that. I'll go to Cyrus and I'll come back. Yeah.
3: It's an interesting point that you raised there, specifically around ownership. Because at the end of the day, like Chelsea went through similar when they were going through the Abramovich stuff. But the thing is, with the Abramovich situation and the sale of Chelsea and all of that, players would have been worried about whether or not they'd actually be a club. Like whether or not they'd get paid, all of this stuff. <laughs> at United, it's just a question of whether or not the guys who sign your checks will uh, checks will be a certain group of guys or someone else, right? Right. And that really then comes down to what they decide to do with with the the coach. And so there could also at some level be um, potentially some guys thinking, well, look, if we play badly enough, whoever the new owners will be, will look at this this guy, ETH, and tell him, yep, you need to get hit the road. So it's possible there could be some level of, uh, I don't want to call it sabotage, but when, if it walks like a duck and, uh, you know, Quacks like a duck. It's possible. I just think then let's also look back at some of the other issues around this this current team. I think United clearly don't look like they have any sort of structure that we are able to see. You know, just as neutrals. I've watched United games this season and thought I don't see what the attacking um style is here. It's just sort of There's move no the ball yeah. around exactly and and see what happens. But I think that also to your point, Wahid. Is centered around what is happening with Bruno Fernandez, who really looks as if he's he's got no idea where he's supposed to be or what he's supposed to be doing. But that's also linked to the fact that they don't have an Ericsson doing much. Um Mount is he back? Is he not back? You know, Amrabat was signed because there was this whole push that you needed to have somebody in there. That's not really done anything. So that's whenever you're i Am
1: Amrabat, Amrabat is a crab. Everything goes backwards and sideways. <laughs> I've never seen more crab-like player but, in my but life in Amrabat. That's, that's, that that's, yeah. yeah, that's, that's who he is.
3: Nicola Tetta was that player. That's who most defensive. Jorginho is that player. No, that's not necessary. Most of Jorginho's passes definitely go sideways, but he does sometimes ping one it forward. Sometimes look forward. Sometimes, <laughs> not often. But 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 the other thing here is we have to look at it in terms of of um. This goes back to the point, and I've been making this point about Anthony from day one, that he really does not do anything for this team. And you spent 100 mil on him?
1: Well, 100 million euros. is 85 million pounds. But, like,
3: <laughs> let's... So, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to split the hairs on this it's one. Yes. It. Okay. That's it. also fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's that just bounced. Just, <laughs> <laughs> you, you're just scared while he's yeah, there. That uh, it. But is I'm the sure he'll be back. But i'll finish my point, finish my point. <laughs> yeah my point is sometimes and chelsea have have been guilty of this a few times over the years when you spend that big amount of money on a player you're forced to play that player even when they haven't necessarily delivered when they're supposed to or they don't even look as if they're supposed to be doing the things they do case in point Jaden sancho you spend 80 million on him you're gonna play him unless you start having a fight with the coach and then there's an issue right so you're going to have to end up writing him off and he becomes this expense that lives on the books right united are in a position where i can't think of any single one of their attacking line where i'm like okay if this guy gets the ball then we're in trouble um i, I just don't see it i don't see which united players strike fear in the hearts of men and, and rashford was, did that was for rashford
2: a last season that's yeah, the thing. was Rashford last season. Rashford's not the same Rashford so, this season, and it's gone, guys. It's completely gone. Last season they came third, they yeah. won the Carabao Cup.
3: Yeah,
0: why can't he re- replicate that? Like at a minimum. So, yeah, seasons running away from you. Surely go back to what worked.
2: I think that's what wasn't that
3: yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, like they got a, they got they got a heck of a lot out of Rashford who uh, and that was primarily the Cyrus revenge tour because I kept talking about how <laughs> poor Rashford was and he hurt me. I think Wahid was sending uh, Benny some of my messages or the podcast and he'd be like look Rashi, wow. even in South Africa they're talking smack about you. Remi- um, the Benny
2: McCarthy revival of Man United. Yeah, was...
3: <laughs> But but, but I think that when you, but when you look at it right, I think this is also the other thing. I think that Hoyland looks like a really good talent but I also think that they're not creating the right kind of Um, uh, opportunities Mm. for any of the players in the right uh, positions. So when you look at when United take their shots and shots at goal, they're often coming at an angle, never really sort of in front of goal or in the center of the box. Um, And and so you're asking guys to finish in positions they're not necessarily adept to. Um, Mm. And that also then comes down to how do you create? Who are your creative um, um, outlets? They are missing somebody like Luke Shaw from an attacking perspective because he gives you an additional amount of width on that left-hand side that would also then free up somebody like a rashford um and not not being able to get anything out of mount as yet has been massively detrimental to this team so there's a yeah. whole bunch of players that uh, the, the the coach's neck is on the line because they just haven't stepped up they haven't done anything yet
0: but cyrus based on previous podcasts it looks like his neck isn't on the line and that's what it looks like with this team i'd rather live on the on, on the sidelines and say it, someone is being is sabotaging
3: look, this team because it looks like it but i'll say this it's very hard to fire the coach when you don't know what's happening with ownership right and so the yes. owners are going to hold fire before they do anything because they're like look this might not be our issue in a couple months time so just carry on
0: but the owners don't want to sell right it's a it's a situation of no this is still a good exit but they're allowing the football operations to burn and it's it's burning really really badly Wahid, I'm gonna give you last say here, but this weekend, if it's a if it's a runaway result for Manchester City, I know he's not gonna get fired, but like, is there anything they can do to change the way they play?
1: I don't think you can change the way you play that quickly, um, and I'm really not sure. I'm 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 not sure I don't I don't know I don't know the answer to your question to be honest I, I, I don't know I don't know how much time he has left uh, I think his time uh, left is going to be determined by ownership and I don't think while the ownership is in flux the manager is going to be fired I don't mm-hmm. think Joel Glazer and Avram Glazer are going to make that decision once the ownership situation is resolved and Jim Ratcliffe takes over the football operations which I'm led to believe he will be I don't think that Eric hogg will be seen as infallible because he won't be Jim's man. Jim hmm. might Jim Graham and his Potter men might use Jim's a new man. man. Sorry?
2: <laughs> Graham, Graham Potter Potter. is Jim Redcliffe's man, apparently. Apparently
1: we're gonna go all oh, Brexit, but but let's let's see how it goes. So I don't think uh, a smacking by city is gonna change um the job stability at Man United at the moment.
2: Well. Need episode five of the Beckham documentary just
3: to get spirits
0: back up, <laughs> and then we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just wild, but yeah. Okay, let's close it out on this one, right? How much is City going to give this United team, or is United going to come out with a with a sneaky little win or a draw?
3: I'll, I'll go yes, first. Cyrus? It's a derby, and the Manchester derbies have never been easy games to call because. People, they can be humbled by certain teams, but not those guys. And I think that United might not have played great this entire season, mm-hmm. but against City, they're going to absolutely put in more effort than you've ever seen. You're also, on the other end of it, looking at a City team who've not played particularly great football in the last couple of weeks, but have managed to get wins. Um, so I think this will My be Rodri a lot Yes, That's Rodri, Rodri, is, Rodri back.
2: is back. And I think Rodri turns the screws on that team. Haaland comes back. Haaland hasn't had a good season by any stretch of the mm. imagination, but I think he's way better with Rodri in that team. Foden's there. Alvarez is obviously playing really well. So without yeah. Rodri? Oh, Doku's Doku. unreal. He is he so is, good. He really is. <laughs> in,
1: in small spaces, so that guy is so, 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 so good in small spaces. His dribbling is out of this world good.
0: Yeah. But the question. Three to city. Who? what do you two. think happens with it?
1: I'm not calling this on. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'd say two on I'm, to I'm city. Not.
1: Yeah, I'd yeah. go. I'd go. Like, I, in, if if my I, I I would think that the game sort of follows a similar pattern to the FA Cup final. City dominate us. We might sneak one. Make it. Make it. Uh, make it one one for a bit. But ultimately, they'll have too much quality for us.
0: Yeah. I think it just—it might just be a single goal. Uh, I just don't know if City's going to... Con- okay, United can't score more. They can score two goals. It's just, where's it going to come Penalties. Because right now it's Scott McTominay. <laughs> <so>. Hernandez, <laughs> he's finally I can, back.
1: I can tell you for free, Man United aren't going to stop City from scoring. So it's not a one more.
0: Mm-mm. Yeah, it won't be. But the question is, can it be a 3-2 or a 2-1?
1: I think a
3: two-one would work, but three-two or like
1: a four-three might- that we saw against Bayern Munich. Mm.
3: Red cards come into play in derbies. Penalties come into play in derbies. Um, anything's possible. Yeah,
2: I think we're just gonna leave it at that. Anything uh, is before
3: possible. before we that's finish. Our, off, that's
2: our prediction. Anything before,
3: Yeah, and I I, I want to <laughs> say this. I yeah, didn't we've expect given our
2: predictions. And then Cyrus just said
3: anything yeah. is possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes, but, Cyrus. Um, I didn't expect to get on a podcast where he is more positive about Chelsea than I am. Um, but I wanted to just say one last thing about Chelsea. And, and and I don't want it to be like, I think for those of us who support teams that are currently struggling, Dean, Thank uh, you know, you'd be very thankful that's that not go. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, see you in the next one. But yeah. um, it, it's easy to get caught up in, in the minutia of things. And Obviously, the draw against Arsenal felt like a loss because of the the way things happened um, over the weekend. But this Chelsea team has got a lot of quality. And I think that there is an opportunity for them to do something um, towards the back end of the season where they can actually look like a real, real solid team Um and that all comes down to whether or not Poch can actually get somebody like Nicholas Jackson to stop dribbling in the box and to start shooting.
1: So all of this depends on how well Aston Villa do for the rest of the season, because maybe they're making top five and not the rest of us.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Do you know, before we close, at the start of, at the, start of the season, when, uh, when Newcastle dicked uh, Villa around, so Alex Ferguson had an interview uh, before one game, and he was like, "Oh, I don't know how that happened because Villa are really good." And people laughed at him. They're like, "Now, nah, man's going senile. Man still no. has an eye for football. Man <laughs> still a, has an a eye for football." Team.
3: But they've been a good team from last season. They just—you yeah. could see—they the, the, had the pieces. It's a question of just making that stuff work. And Villa, the, the key thing for me with them is they're generally an unlucky team. Um, mm. You look at, the, at, at um, you know, the injuries they've had and some of the guys just not necessarily always being available at the at the most important times. I think Villa are going to be a team. They'll get absolutely beaten to smithereens by certain teams and they will show up in, in a couple of games. Villa have got a good record against United um, historically. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I okay. just want to also point out that Dean's man, Steven Gerrard, couldn't get this team playing. But look at what Unai Emery's doing.
2: <laughs> and with that... I nah, nah, sitting on the that, beach in Damam. Yeah, with <laughs> that, let's go. <laughs>
0: okay, um, with all of that, have a great weekend, guys. Enjoy the football. Enjoy that Manchester derby. And yeah, we'll be back the following week talking about two teams on the up. Can I just say, That's none good. of
1: us actually care about football this weekend because we're all in on the box. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yes. Yes, essentially. Yeah, that's, the that's, box. that's what it is.
0: Yeah. And the protest play tomorrow. Oh Lord. <laughs> 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 we will get there somewhere. Um, outside of that, thank you very much, everyone. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the Friday night soccer. Uh courtesy of Spurs. Um, and yeah, outside of that, goodbye. And <laughs> Lesale Cacajiso. <laughs>